welcome to the News Around the NFL podcast, where we talk about what is happening in the NFL football world. I am your host, Gage Burlingame, and I am here to catch you all up on the news and updates around the NFL. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and let's talk some football. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Gage Burlingame, and welcome to my very first episode of the News Around the NFL podcast. I have started this podcast because I love watching the NFL, and I always love staying up to date on what is going on around the NFL. So before we get started, uh, let me tell you all a little bit about myself. Um, So like I said, my name is Gage Burlingame, and I am from Asheboro, North Carolina, and I have lived in North Carolina for my entire life. Uh, I am 20 years old, and I am a junior at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. I previously was attending Randolph Community College uh, during my first two years, Um, but now I am here at UNCG. Um, And some of my favorite college sports teams include the Florida Gators, the Texas A&M Aggies, and the UNCG Spartans. Um, The reason why I am a Florida Gator fan is because my dad is from Florida, and his side of the family were raised as Gator fans. I have been to three Gator football games and one men's basketball game. The reason why I am an Aggies fan is because my mom's side of the family is from Texas. My my uncle actually went to uh, Texas A&M as a student back in, I believe, 2017. Um, and there was one time I visited Texas to go and see my family, um, and he took me and my mom to the campus at A&M and gave us a tour. So we got to see the the library. We got to see the the football football field. It was pretty cool. Um, and some of you may be asking, if Florida played A&M in a game, who would you pull for? I would pull for Florida. That is the only time I would pull against A&M. And uh, obviously the reason why I pull for UNCG is because I'm a student here. Um, I went to a, a couple of their basketball games. Um, we beat Western, but we lost to East Tennessee State, but hopefully we win the SoCon tournament. Um, for my favorite professional sports teams, uh, my favorite NFL team is the Dallas Cowboys. I know. <laughs> Everyone hates the Cowboys, and I get it. I follow all of those meme pages that make fun of the Cowboys and their fans. Um, but some of them are pretty funny, though, so I do get a good laugh out of them. I have not been to a Cowboys game yet, and I am hoping that I will go to one soon. Um, My favorite NBA team is the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, My mom grew up in San Antonio, and she grew up a Spurs fan. Um, I have been to two Spurs games, one in San Antonio and one in Charlotte. Uh, The first game I went to, it uh, it was back in December of 2012. I visited San Antonio for Christmas, um, and uh, my dad and I uh, got tickets to go see the Spurs versus Mavericks game. Um, I believe it was the day after Christmas, so it was on the 26th. Um, it, w- it, was, it was a really cool experience. We got, to, we got to see guys like Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Dirk Nowitzki, and I believe Jason Terry was there as well, but I can't exactly remember. Um, it was definitely one of the best Christmases I've had. Um, 
getting to see my favorite NBA team beat our rival. Um, and the second game I went to was in Charlotte, where the Spurs were playing the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, my dad got two tickets to the game. I believe this was back in 20, was it 2015. Uh, so we drove to Charlotte to go watch it. Um, we got to see Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili again. Um, but we also got to see uh, Kemba Walker and a young Kawhi Leonard. Um, and Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili are by far my favorite sports trio. I have a Tim Duncan jersey, and I also have a Ginobili jersey. Uh, I do not have a Parker jersey yet, um, but I plan on getting one soon. Um, it's sad knowing that they're retired now, um, but all good things must come to an end. Uh, I do watch a little bit of the MLB. My favorite MLB team is the Texas Rangers. Um, I'm very excited about the acquisitions of Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, and I'm hoping that the lockout ends soon so that we can see where all the free agents go, like you know, Freddie Freeman, Carlos Correa, Clayton Kershaw, all those guys. Um, it sucks hearing that the the MLB and the Players Association couldn't agree on a deal. Uh, so some of the regular season games will be canceled, unfortunately. Um, but hopefully that's all fixed uh, sometime soon. Uh, a couple of other things about me that aren't sports-related. Um, I love listening to music, and I love listening to podcasts as well. Uh, my favorite genre of music is modern rock. Uh, I love listening to bands like Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, St. Asonia, Linkin Park, uh, Godsmack, all those different types of bands. Um, and my favorite podcast to listen to uh, is the Fantasy Footballers podcast. Y'all might have heard of them if you're listening to this one. Um, the hosts of the podcast are Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Uh, they, they inspired me to go into podcasting myself. Um, they go over uh, what you should do for your fantasy football team. Um, and they also crack some jokes here and there. They're actually a, a very funny group of guys. Um, but yeah, they have, they have a really good balance of being informative, but also uh, being hilarious. Um, another thing that I enjoy doing is playing video games. Uh, that's been a big part of my life growing up. Uh, some of the games that I play include Halo, Call of Duty, PUBG, Madden, uh, NBA 2K, Fortnite, etc. Um, but my all-time favorite game has to be Halo 2 on the original Xbox. I've probably played the campaign for that game over a hundred times. Um... So yeah, um, <clears throat> that's that's me. That's that's a little bit about me. Uh, I'm very passionate about sports. I want to be able to provide sports contents for all you listeners out there. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into the news. All right, so let's go over some news that is going on uh, around the NFL. Uh, the news that I'm getting is uh, from the Instagram page called JPA Football. If you want to give them a follow, um, that's where I get most of my uh, news about the NFL. Uh, so the first bit of news here is the Cardinals have signed general manager Steve Keim and head coach Cliff Kingsbury to contract extensions uh, per Ian Rappaport. Uh, I wasn't huge on Kingsbury as a coach. Uh, he was, uh, I believe he was the head coach for Texas Tech for a little bit. Uh, his record wasn't great. Um, I mean, so far with Arizona, he's been fine. 
Um, hopefully they figure out their situation with uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, next bit of news here, that the Cardinals are giving wide receiver Andy Isabella permission to seek a trade. This this makes sense to me. Um, they, I think I believe he was a third round pick back in when was it 2019? I believe I might might be wrong on that, but uh, he's probably like their fourth fourth string receiver, probably fifth string actually. Um, so it's probably best for him to uh, go somewhere else and uh, so he can get some more playing time. Um, the Bills are open to signing free agent tight end Rob Gronkowski if he doesn't retire. I don't really know if this is... I mean, Gronk is a great player, don't get me wrong. But I think they're fine with, with their tight ends right now. I mean, they got Dawson Knox, who had a really good season. Um, so I, I, I don't really know if this should be a big priority for Buffalo. I think they're fine if they uh, if they don't sign Gronk. Um, but I, I think that Gronk will end up retiring uh, the Eagles are continuing to monitor Deshaun Watson's legal situation. Um, Deshaun Watson has been a big talk in the offseason. Um, he's still, as far as I know, he's still going through some legal issues. Um, and he's he's been a big uh, trade rumor guy so far in this offseason. I've seen ties of him to the Vikings, Buccaneers, Eagles, and even the Dolphins. Um, I don't really know why. I mean, Deshaun Watson's great. Like, I think if Philadelphia did want to go after Watson, I could see them doing that and, uh, you know, trading Jalen Hurts. And I mean, they have three first-round picks, so they could use some of those to potentially get Deshaun Watson if he does uh, resolve his legal issues. Uh, next bit of news here, the Dolphins are working on a contract extension with star corner Xavier Howard. Uh, if they can, I mean, Miami has a lot of money in cap space, so they can definitely afford to extend Xavier Howard. He's a big piece of their defense. He's one of the best corners in the league. Um, so, yeah, this is this is big news for Miami um, after you know, everything going on with the Brian Flores situation. Um, but this is this is this is big for Miami. Next bit of news, Christian Kirk is expected to have a hot market in free agency per the athletic headquarters. Um, so Christian Kirk, he was the wide receiver for the Cardinals. He's going into free agency now. I'm not sure if Arizona will want to re-sign him. I mean, he's a he's not bad. He's, he's a pretty good receiver. Um, but I think Arizona will probably want to move on from him and uh, – just move on with Hopkins and uh, actually, I think AJ Green's a free agent too. So I guess they probably won't be having him either. So we'll see what Arizona does there if they uh, resign Kirk, resign Green. Uh, they've already talked about trading Andy Isabella. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, the Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll said the team is hopeful they can resign free agent running back Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny had. Especially in the last few games, he he looked very good. Uh, Chris Carson was injured um, last season, and Rashad Penny came back from an injury, um, and he he looked very good. Um, so it's inter- 
I'm interested to see what Seattle does with their running back situation. Um, I can't remember if Chris Carson's a free agent or not. I don't think he is. I think he actually signed a new deal uh, last season. Um, but it'll be interesting. <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see if Rashad Penny will be the starter or Chris Carson. We'll see what they do there. <clears throat> uh, Rams and reps for star defensive tackle Aaron Donald have had contract discussions. This is big for L.A. Uh, after L.A. won the Super Bowl, it, there's been talks about Aaron Donald potentially retiring. Um, but it seemed like during the, um, the parade for the Rams that Sean McVay maybe talked Aaron Donald into coming back and uh, running it back. Maybe they can win a Super Bowl next season as well. Uh, I could see that happening, especially if uh, Donald returns. I mean, they still have uh, Cooper Cup, who was the Triple Crown winner last last year. Stafford had a great season. Odell, hopefully, will come back strong after his ACL tear. Um, and Robert Woods should be back too. So uh, we'll see if LA can potentially win the Super Bowl again. Uh, Raiders head coach Josh McDaniel says that there's absolutely no doubt that Derek Carr will be his week one starter. It sounds like Derek Carr is going to be getting an extension with Vegas. Um, I can't remember exactly how much he wants. It sounds like he wants a lot of money. Um, but yeah, it sounds like the Raiders want to get a deal done, and Derek Carr will be the quarterback for the Raiders next season. Uh, the Panthers are open to re-signing quarterback Cam Newton per GM Scott Fitterer. I, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Um, Cam Newton is obviously not the same. Uh, he's Ever since he uh, left Carolina the first time, he hasn't looked like his MVP self. Um, but I, th I think what Carolina should do, I wouldn't worry about re-signing Cam Newton. Um, you have Sam Darnold for on his fifth-year option, which I'm not saying that you should start Sam Darnold, but you have the sixth pick in the draft, and I would use that pick to get a quarterback like Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about re-signing Cam Newton. Now, if you were to sign him back to be like a backup, then maybe that's okay. But if you're signing him to potentially be the starting quarterback week one, I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, the Giants have approached wide receiver Sterling Shepard about taking a significant pay cut and will likely release him if he refuses the pay cut. So yeah, the Giants are trying to fix their cap situation. They already released uh, tight end Kyle Rudolph, and there's been talks about them potentially trading Saquon Barkley. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to do that. Um, I mean, if they end up releasing Sterling Shepard, I'm not sure how much cap space that would clear. But if they did that, they probably don't have to trade Saquon. Um, but yeah, they're—I believe they're like—they have negative five million in cap space, so it's—they—they uh, they need to figure out something, whether it's cutting Sterling Shepard or even trading Saquon. Uh, the Chiefs are looking to sign wide receiver Tyreek Hill to a contract extension, which would give him a hefty raise per Tony Pauline. Uh, I'm not sure what his current contract is. I don't know if he's still on his rookie deal or what, but Tyreek Hill definitely deserves a raise. He's 
probably a top five receiver in the league. Uh, he's definitely the fastest guy in the league. Um, and he's a, he's a big part of that Chiefs offense, so he's, he's definitely going to get a, a big paycheck. And the final bit of news here, the NFL has lifted all COVID-19-related protocols. So what that means is, I believe that means that they don't have to uh, get tested anymore. There's no more mandatory testing, um, which I'm sure the players are very happy to hear about that. Um, but yeah, I think we're hopefully starting to return to normality a little bit. I mean, COVID, COVID-19 is still a thing uh, in the world. Um, but hopefully uh, everything will turn back to normal here in a little bit. Uh, so that, that's it for the, for the news. Uh, so now let's go into the off-season talk. So it is now officially the off-season in the NFL, and we are now transitioning towards free agency, the draft, the combine. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to go over um, pretty much the summary of every team's season and what they should focus on in the off-season and go over like what their needs are. Um, and we will be going by division. Um, so we'll, probably, we'll try to go over the NFC South and probably the NFC North in this episode and then go over the NFC East and the NFC West in the next episode. Um, so with that being said, let's get started. Um, the first team that we will talk about is the Carolina Panthers. It was a bit of a roller coaster ride for Panthers fans. They, they started off the season 3-0, and and Sam Darnold looked decent in those three games. Um, but then the injury to Christian McCaffrey... Um, and because of that, Darnold started regressing. Um, they signed Cam Newton in the middle of the season, uh, but Cam wasn't playing much better than, than Darnold was. Uh, they ended the season on a seven-game losing streak and a record of 5-12. and 12. So it was a very disappointing season for the Panthers. It looks like Matt Rule will still be the head coach for the 2022 season. Uh, but their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, was fired back in early December of 2021. And they signed former Giants head coach Ben McAdoo as their new offensive coordinator. Uh, McAdoo was also the quarterback's coach for the Packers back in 2012-2013. Um, and McAdoo did have some success as an offensive coordinator uh, before he was promoted to head coach uh, after Tom Coughlin retired. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe... Maybe it was a good hire, but we won't know anything until the season starts. Uh, the Panthers are also sticking with Phil Snow as their defensive coordinator, which I think is a good decision because I actually think the Panthers' defense is really good. Um, they have a lot of young players uh, on the defense. That includes Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, and they traded for Stephon Gilmore in the middle of the season. Um yeah, Shaq Thompson, in my opinion, he's one of the most underrated linebackers in the league. Uh, he finished the season with 104 total tackles, nine tackles for loss, two sacks, and two interceptions in 14 games played. Uh, so some of the notable free agents for the Panthers include Stephon Gilmore, Hassan Reddick, Dante Jackson, Matt Paradis, and Cam Newton. Um, so all those guys, I think, I, I don't think... I mean, I said this earlier in the news. I don't think that Carolina should worry about re-signing Cam Newton. 
Um, but I could see them, out of all those guys, I think they should focus on Dante Jackson and Matt Paradis. Um, Gil- Stephon Gilmore, he's still good, but he's getting a little older. I think he's 32 years old now. Um, so, I mean, as long as they keep Dante Jackson and even Hassan Reddick, if they can get Hassan Reddick back too, that'd be nice. Um, but their corners with J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, I think they'll be fine there. Um, and I believe the Pan- the Panthers are one of those teams that are a good quarterback away from being contenders. Um, as I said earlier in the news, they picked up Darnold's fifth-year option during the 2021 NFL draft shortly after they traded for him. Um, so Darnold is still under contract for the upcoming season. And the Panthers have the sixth pick in the in the 2022 draft. And some of their biggest needs include quarterback, <clears throat> excuse me, quarterback and offensive lineman. Um, so I think they will use this pick on a quarterback, and I believe that they will use it on Kenny Pickett. Um, I mean, if they're lucky, I don't, I don't think this is going to happen, but if they're lucky, they could potentially get one of the top two offensive linemen and Evan Neal and Iki Iquanu, but I don't see that happening. Um, I, th- I think they'll end up taking Kenny Pickett here. Um, or the Panthers could trade for a veteran quarterback, like maybe Jimmy Garoppolo or uh, Carson Wentz. Or if they want to go big, they could trade for Deshaun Watson. Um but yeah, the Panthers, I think their biggest focus for this offseason is to figure out the quarterback position. Uh, so the next team uh, that we will talk about is the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they also had an up-and-down season. They used their fourth pick in last year's draft to get a once-in-a-generation type of talent in Kyle Pitts, um, who made the Pro Bowl in his first season. Uh, but after a few games to the season, they're Star wide receiver Calvin Ridley announced that he would be stepping away from football to focus on his mental health. Uh, and after Ridley stepped away, it was hard for the Falcons' offense to get going. Matt Ryan couldn't get any protection from his offensive line, and Kyle Pitts was double-teamed pretty much every play. Um, and their defense still wasn't great. Uh, so they finished the season with a record of 7-10. and 10, And some of the few bright spots of their season was the emergence of running back and wide receiver hybrid Corderell Patterson and their defensive back, A.J. Terrell. In Patterson's first season with Atlanta, he finished with 618 rushing yards, 548 receiving yards, and 11 total touchdowns, six rushing and five receiving. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see if Atlanta re-signs Patterson or not. Uh, Some news came out a little bit ago saying that Atlanta has discussed a new deal with Patterson. So hopefully he does end up re-signing with them because he this is the most success he's had in his career, at least as an offensive weapon. We all know that he's a, a very good uh, special teamer as well. Um, but this is really his first season where he's been uh, successful as an offensive weapon. Um, A.J. Terrell also had a really good season for Atlanta. Uh, Pro Football Focus gave him a grade of an 82.7, which is the second-highest grade for a cornerback in the league, only behind Jalen Ramsey. In 16 games played, Terrell had 81 total tackles, three tackles for loss, one sack, one forced fumble, 16 pass deflections, and three interceptions. Uh, He only allowed 417 yards and had a 50% completion percentage when targeted. Atlanta also had a very good season from their first-round pick, Kyle Pitts. Rookie tight end out of Florida had a record-setting year. 
In 17 games, Pitts had 68 receptions on 110 targets for 1,026 yards and one touchdown. Pitts broke the Falcons' rookie record for receiving yards that was previously held by Julio Jones back in 2011. Pitts also joins Mike Ditka as the only rookie tight end to break 1,000 receiving yards in a season. Ditka had 1,076 back in 1961, and Pitts had 1,026 yards this season. He had an historic rookie season, but the crazy thing is he can be even better. He only had one touchdown during the entire season. That number should increase. Um, and we don't know what is going to happen with Calvin Ridley. Uh, will he be back with Atlanta next year? Is he going to remain away from football? Will he request a trade? Um, we'll probably find out more about that as the offseason goes along. Uh, some of the more notable free agents for the Falcons include Dante Fowler, Cordero Patterson, Young Hoi Koo, Hayden Hurst, and Russell Gage. Uh, Atlanta actually released Dante Fowler uh, to try to fix their cap situation. Um, but I think out of all these guys, uh, their main focus should be Cordero Patterson and probably even Young Hoi Koo, who's a really good kicker. Um, and some of the biggest needs for the Falcons are quarterback, running back, edge rusher, and safety. Matt Ryan is 36 years old. Uh, he is coming off his lowest passing yard statistics since 2010. He finished the season with 3,968 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Uh, part of the reason for his struggles was the offensive line not protecting him very well. Um, but the Falcons do have the eighth pick in the draft. Uh, there's a lot of ways they could go with this pick. Uh, they could take a quarterback to potentially replace Matt Ryan. I don't think they'll do that. Um, they could also take an offensive lineman like maybe Charles Cross or, you know, someone else. They they could take an edge rusher like David Ojabo. Um, but they could take another corner to play opposite of A.J. Terrell, like maybe uh, Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much everything for Atlanta. Um, their main focus should be to either re-sign Patterson or maybe draft his replacement in the draft. Uh, the next team we will talk about is the New Orleans Saints. Coming off a season where they lost to the Buccaneers in the divisional round, and they lost Drew Brees to retirement, the Saints passed the torch to the former number one overall pick, Jameis Winston. Winston started off hot in his season debut with 148 passing yards and five touchdowns against the Packers. Winston was 5-2 and two as a starter for the Saints this season, but unfortunately he tore his ACL in Week 8 against the Buccaneers. After the injury to Winston, the Saints struggled... Uh, without him at quarterback, they ended the season with a 9-8 and record, and they finished second in the division. Um, this offseason so far has not been easy for the Saints. Um, in January, Sean Payton announced that he would be retiring from coaching, and then during Pro Bowl weekend, Saints star running back Alvin Kamara was arrested for battery, resulting in substantial bodily harm. Uh, Kamara posted bond and was released from jail, and he has a court date on March 8th. Um, a conviction, a conviction on the charge of battery resulting in substantial bodily harm could result in a sentence of one to five years in state prison. Uh, the Saints are not expected to trade Michael Thomas. In fact, they actually restructured his contract and Ryan Ramchek's contract to try to fix their cap situation. Um, Thomas didn't play last season due to a setback from his ankle injury, um, and the Saints also announced that Dennis Allen will be the head coach of the team. 
Um, he was previously their defensive coordinator for the past seven seasons. He previously served as the head coach of the then Oakland Raiders from 2012 to 2014. He was fired during his third season after an 0-4 start. He finished his head coaching career with a record of 8-28. and So yeah, his head coaching career is not great, but we'll see if he can turn it around with this Saints team. Um, the Saints are still actively looking for someone to be their defensive coordinator, and they're looking to hire someone from their own staff. Some of their most notable free agents include Teron Armstead, Marcus Williams, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, and P.J. Williams. Um, I think most of these guys will be gone just because the Saints' cap situation is just not great. Um, they are dead last in cap space. I believe they're at negative $46 million, I think, last time I checked. $48 million, somewhere around there. Uh, so I think Teron Armstead and Mar- Marcus Williams, those guys are gone. They're going to want a big contract. Um, and the Saints have the 18th pick in the draft. Some of their biggest needs include quarterback, receiver, tight end, corner, and safety. Um, I could see them taking a quarterback if they don't get Jameis Winston back. Um, like they could draft someone like Desmond Ritter or uh, Matt Corral. Um, or they could take a receiver if they, if, if they get Winston back, which I don't think they will. But if they do, they could take a receiver instead, like Drake London or Chris Olave. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Saints do during the offseason with uh, their cap situation. It's just not great. Uh, the last team for the NFC South that we will talk about is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady arguably had the best season of his career. He led the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns with 5,316 passing yards and 43 touchdowns. He also threw 12 interceptions during the 2021 campaign. Um, We also saw a great season from running back Leonard Fournette. He finished the season with 812 rushing yards, 454 receiving yards, and 10 total touchdowns. The Buccaneers finished the season with a 13-4 record, and they finished first in their division. Uh, They beat the Eagles in the wild card, but they lost to the Rams in the divisional round. Tom Brady announced his retirement, and now the Buccaneers are wondering who their quarterback will be next season. Last year, the Buccaneers drafted quarterback Kyle Trask out of Florida in the second round. In his senior season with the Gators, he had 4,283 passing yards, 43 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. He broke Florida's single-season record for passing yards and passing touchdowns. He was also a Heisman finalist during the 2021 college football season. So Tampa Bay could look into giving him a shot as the starting quarterback. Um... But Tampa is also looking into either signing a quarterback or trading for a veteran. They could potentially sign Jameis Winston, bring him back to Tampa Bay, or they could trade for a quarterback like maybe Jimmy Garoppolo or Deshaun Watson, you know, someone like that. Um, but yeah, the Tampa Bay, they're going to do their due diligence. They're going to, I think that they'll possibly give Kyle Trask a chance. I hope they do, you know, me being a Gator fan. So I'm slightly biased. Um, but I actually do think that Kyle Trask is a really good quarterback, so I think they'll give him a shot. Uh, Tampa also must worry about re-signing their free agents. Some of their more notable free agents include uh, Chris Godwin, Jason Pierre-Paul, Ryan Jensen, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Carlton Davis, Dominican Sue, Alex Kappa, O.J. Howard, and Ronald Jones. <laughs> so yeah, they have a lot of free agents. Um, I think their main focus should be to 
re-sign Chris Godwin. Um, you already lost Antonio Brown. Uh, so you don't want to lose Godwin as well. And you're going to need to give Kyle Trask all the help he can get if they decide to have him as a starting quarterback. Um, they don't have a lot of cap space to work with, so they may end up losing most of the free agents. Um, they also um, lost their offensive guard, Ali Marpet, to retirement. Uh, so Tampa has some work to do. Um, they got a lot of free agents, um, and they need to figure out their quarterback situation. They have the 27th pick in the upcoming draft. Um, and I think with this pick, they will either go offensive line or defensive line because they're losing Ryan Jensen, Ali Marpet, Jason Pierre-Paul, Dom Kinsu. Uh So they need to, they need to fix that up. Um, so, yeah, they, they got a lot of work to do. They have to replace the greatest quarterback in NFL history and try to resign their free agents with little cap space. So we'll see what they do. So that will do it for this episode. Um, for the next episode, we will talk about the rest of the NFC teams. Uh, so that includes the NFC North, NFC East, and the NFC West. Um, we'll talk about what they need to do during the offseason, and we'll also go over some more news that happens uh, during the next episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to the podcast. I'm Gage Burlingame. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.